0: in your element is made just for you the listener if you enjoy the podcast consider visiting patreon.com slash in your element and supporting at the one dollar level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad free gain a patreon exclusive role in the in your element discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists be eligible for giveaways attend patron hangouts and more now onto the show Welcome to episode 39 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. I've got somewhat of a big announcement for everybody. In Your Element is now going to be a general gaming podcast. Instead of being focused solely on Nintendo Switch and PS4, I will now be including Xbox as well since I recently just purchased one and I've got a better understanding of the different games and services on the console, mostly thanks to Game Pass, which is incredible, by the way. Uh, The show will still have an emphasis on indie games, of course, but will now be a general gaming discussion. I hope this appeals to more of my audience. Before we start, uh, please take a moment to follow In Your Element online. All the latest news and info can be found on my website at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'm on Instagram at inyourelementpodcast, on Twitter at IYEpodcast. And if you enjoy the show, consider visiting patreon.com slash element and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free, as well as additional perks. Anything is appreciated, of course. And if you have any gaming-related questions that you'd like me to answer, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. And today, I'm joined once again by Adrian Espinoza. Adrian, welcome back.
1: Hi. How you doing? Uh,
0: I'm good, brother. (laughs) What have you been up to lately, dude?
1: Uh just working a lot behind the scenes, you know, been a little yeah. a little quiet myself, working on a lot of music and um Ooh. working on a lot of gaming material. I just finished I don't even know how many hours on Borderlands 2. I played the whole story, played all of the all of that good old DLC. I feel like I'm like extremely close to basically 100 in the game, but yeah. I am You've I'm washing my work, hands but, on
0: there yeah you don't want to get too burnout out before borderlands 3 comes out that's for sure
1: no dude and i was i was feeling the burn in a good way like i loved it i loved my experience and i'm very happy about it and i even released a video on it just how much i love it but it is you know so much time of one thing you can get you a little like oh a little tired oh for
0: sure oh yeah you gotta you gotta cleanse the palate from time to time you know yeah man uh what else have you been playing lately besides borderlands
1: um, Borderlands, I always try to keep it to where I have um, a personal game that I'm really invested to, right? So normally yeah. that's a single player game uh, because those are my favorite games in reality. So those mm-hmm. easily can, can take up my time. But I always have one personal game and then I have like two um, very close multiplayer games. So I'm usually focused on on those three there's usually like three main games that I'm focused on. Yeah. And, you know, it's usually it's usually like that. So besides Borderlands, um, if I'm not playing that, I've been playing a stupid amount of Fortnite, and then I recently started playing Apex Legends a lot as well. Nice.
0: Now that season, which uh we'll definitely be hit. getting to later in the show, of course. Um yes, I, I'm in the same boat. I generally like to focus on, you know, one or two main games. Um if it's like a big story based game, I'll usually focus on just one, but I usually have a, a a few different games in the stable at any given moment. You know, a couple indie games in there to kind of cleanse the palate from time to time. Uh, but yeah, I've uh, I recently purchased an Xbox, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, very late into the console life cycle, as I typically do with Xboxes for some reason. Uh, I got my original Xbox when Halo 2 came out, which was like, you know, near the end of that console's life. Uh, I got my Xbox 360 when Halo 4 came out, which was also at the end of that console's life and here I am uh, a year and a half before a new Xbox console and I'm like you know what what better time to pick up an Xbox <clears throat> but the reason that I did buy it is uh, is truthfully because game Pass is such an incredible value even though there's not a whole lot of first party games on Microsoft's front that are like absolutely like console sellers just the idea of having a hundred or so games that are available, that are rotating through on a monthly basis is so appealing to me. Um, And I've been tossing the idea around for like two years of getting an Xbox after Game Pass came out and uh, they launched Game Pass Ultimate uh, at E3 and they had the promotion where you could get the trial for a dollar. But what a lot of folks didn't realize and Microsoft didn't really um, advertise very well uh, is that any Xbox Live game time that you had remaining on your account would automatically be upgraded to Game Pass Ultimate um, when you use that dollar promo. So what a lot the of third. people realized is that you could buy uh, up to 36 months of Xbox Live at, at, at once, pay a dollar, and then now you have Game Pass Ultimate for three years. So I didn't insane, go full-blown. Yeah, insane value. I didn't go full-blown, but I got two years of uh, Xbox Live for $94 at Costco, paid a dollar, and now I have Game Pass Ultimate for two years, which is insane. So, <clears throat> I'm super stoked on that. Um, uh, obviously, Game Pass Ultimate includes the the newly released uh, Game Pass for PC, which is uh, in beta currently, but it's running pretty damn good. So, it's a whole separate library of games there. Uh, all the first-party stuff, of course, is on PC as well. But they've got quite a few other uh, third-party titles on there that I've been checking out. So... Really, really great value. If you don't have Game Pass, I would at least advise you to check it out. Um, It's it's just nice to not feel like you're obligated to finish something that you paid sixty dollars for. You can dip into a game, play it for a bit. If it's not your cup of tea, you don't feel like you've wasted money. Um, You know, you're really just wasting time, I guess. And you know, we've we've all got so much time to waste. So um, yeah, on there, I've been playing Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, I popped in a rare replay to to. Relive some banjo kazooie for a bit. Um, I've been diving into Outer Wilds, which is um, a, a sleeper hit for a lot of people this year. Um, I am not far enough in yet to give like full impressions, but it's a really interesting game. There's a lot of exploration there. Um, I'm very intrigued because I love space, um, but it's also like pretty mindfucky at times, <laughs> and like legit, it's like very interstellar kind of like that kind of mind fucky where there's like a lot of different stuff going on. Um, I don't quite understand it all, but uh, hopefully when I get to the end, I will. Uh, and then I've also gotten into sea of three, sea of thieves a little bit. Uh, they, they have their anniversary update out. There's a bit more content there. It's definitely not like a perfect game, but it's, anniversary? It's, it's been out for yeah. a year now. Uh, yeah. It's already been out for a year. Wow. I may- I know it feels like that game just came out like I six months when ago. That was but... the
1: talk of the town for like yeah. one week and then it <clears throat> cut off but still
0: yeah it's so i mean i i've only played maybe two three hours of it with a buddy i haven't played too much um to uh, to really understand the full loop but it's uh it's fun i mean you're you're just in there living the life of a pirate you're you know looting different areas you're going on uh treasure hunts there's combat with other people um it, i i've got like a, a bit of a taste of the game and, uh, it's enough to keep me wanting to play more, which is kind of cool. So, uh, besides that, I picked up my friend Pedro, uh, on switch, uh, was very, very excited for that game. Um, it's a little underwhelming for what I was anticipating just based off the, the trailers. But then, uh, I kind of sat back and I was like, what was I really expecting from this game? It's just a pickup and shoot shit and, and just, you know, over the top insane combat. And like, after that immediate, like, uh, part wears off the game's pretty lackluster in my opinion so it's not terrible but there's there's quite a few other devolver games that are much much better than this one um which is kind of sad because i've been looking forward to this for like 18 months so um besides that uh i just jumped into slay the spire which uh we'll, we'll get to later in the discussion but that is on xbox game pass for pc i've heard a very very much talk about this uh from people around the internet uh saying that this is also uh their game of the year because it just came out of early access earlier this year it's on switch now very very cool game so uh let's jump into our feature discussion so it is already halfway through the year adrian i can't believe it 2019 is already more than halfway done Uh, there's been a ton of games released so far i want to take a moment to discuss our top picks uh for 2019 thus far uh, I want to kick it off with Sekiro shadows die twice. So this is a, a game that I jumped into like, a, I don't know, maybe like a month and a half after the game came out. Um, typically not a big fan of the dark souls games. Uh, not that I don't like them. I've just never played them. Um, uh, I played a very small amount of bloodborne and I have not touched any of the other souls games. So this is really my first like real taste of this game and this genre, um, Obviously very difficult, but the combat is extremely rewarding. Uh, I really like the the posture-breaking aspect of it. So when you are in combat, you aren't just hacking and slashing at enemies and dodge rolling out of the way. They actually have like a meter that you're trying to fill and break their posture. And once their posture is broken, then you can deliver these death blows. So a lot of bosses have different uh, mechanics built into them with the way that they attack and some bosses you don't even attack them you have to find other ways to take them down which is really cool and unique Um, obviously heavy heavy lore throughout the game uh, much of which is optional so there's a lot of exploration in the game that you don't even need to do but for those that are looking for that additional content there's plenty to find out in that world which is um, just rich with with content Uh, plenty of upgrades and secrets and stuff too which is fun There's a nice skill tree and and different upgrades that you um, work on for your prosthetic tools. So basically your your character has like a prosthetic arm that he upgrades with these like really rudimentary uh, like ancient Japanese uh, combat weapons. Uh, Like uh, there's a like something that's a flamethrower kind of thing that's built in, but they're like really like not modern. They're like very just like old school like stuff thrown together to make it happen, which is kind of fun. Um, Just overall, really, really beautiful game. Uh, I think it's definitely uh, in the run for game of the year so far for a lot of people. Um, I haven't finished it. I'm probably like 60% of the way through. Um, I've gotten past uh, one of the main bosses in the game, uh, which was a really cool fight. Um, So I, I implore you to play this game if you have not. Even if you're not a fan of the Dark Souls games, it's very... i'm hesitant to say forgiving but you can basically respawn immediately after you die one time um you have like a revive mechanic that that allows you to come back to life um so you you know if you do get taken down by like a weaker enemy you're not necessarily like out everything you you can kind of jump back in and maybe get a chance to finish them off or run away there's no harm in doing that so um adrian one more life than than Souls. yeah that you get yeah that is very true so uh next up uh want to chat about apex legends so uh this is another game that came out this year that feels like it came out forever ago in my opinion uh, but this is a game that i know we spent a lot of time with early on when it came out and then kind of fell off um during season one but you've recently jumped back in with the introduction of apex legends season two and the new hero watson and some other new weapons and stuff what is your take on Apex Legends uh, now with season two versus the original season?
1: I uh, I mean, so I do want to start off by saying I did not have any negatives towards the original season. I actually played it quite a bit, I would say, like the first half of the season. Um, yeah. Oh, well, and before that, too. So, like, on, you know, before this, because there was a good amount of, there was a good little gap before... Uh, the first season started, and then the and then the first one hit. I played mm-hmm. a lot yeah. during that time, and I loved it. Honestly, the only reason why I stopped playing was because I just didn't have people that would always want to play. And yeah. I've never been when it comes to like Apex because you're always in a three player team. You don't really get to. You can solo, but I don't know. I just I I, I like to have other people that play with me on that game. Yeah, um, it's definitely can be a team so oriented yeah for sure yeah so when it was just me and you know casually another another close friend of mine that would play it um you know most of the time i felt like i was the only one wanting to play and it just i don't know it just didn't work out for me so mm-hmm. i had other games and i just started investing more into those but i would have kept playing if i had like a solid team to always be on it right um that being said after season two came out it seemed like people had some more interest to do it again and i mean yeah i I love season two. I think in general, what they've done compared to the first season has been pretty nice, mm-hmm. even though most mm-hmm. of it's just very small changes. Uh, the addition of, of, of Watson, mm-hmm. uh, feels pretty fresh and it felt really good to have, to have another character. It was like Octane when Octane came in. It was, it was very nice to, to have that mm-hmm. addition. Yeah. Um, I
0: was a big fan of Octane when he came out. He's he still my, really... he's
1: still my favorite. He's basically who I main at this point. Um, uh, mm-hmm. just cause I, I love using, using Octane, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, little changes like that, a lot of additions that they've put in in terms of like uh hop ups that you use for the guns, mm-hmm. uh, new sites, new places in the map, like locations. It even feels like visually it got an upgrade, which is really nice. Um Yeah, it already looks those... very good. Yeah, yeah. They made mm-hmm. some they made some changes and they added some, some better camos this time around, which I'm pretty happy about. Um it's like small steps, but yeah. When you already have a good thing. And you start making small improvements towards that, it just feels better and better every time.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that I still think of when I think Apex Legends is the movement. The movement in that game is so damn it is good. It's so beautiful. It makes everything else feel like shit, which is so, like, such a compliment to that in the mm. weirdest way. But uh, I went back and played Borderlands 2 prior to you playing it. And all I wanted to do was slide. And I was like, fuck, it's not Apex Legends. This game came out in 2012. They didn't have sliding then. Um, but it's good to to note that Borderlands 3 does have sliding. Um, and it feels very good. It feels very much like Apex Legends does with the sliding and the mantling. But Apex has nailed the movement. The game feels so fast as compared to other Battle Royale games. Uh, the gunplay I still feel is like, the best in apex comparative to fortnite for sure. Um even, you know, pubg and blackout don't feel as good to me as apex legends guns do, and I don't know why that is, yeah. but it just everything feels very very good in apex. So, um I have not played in probably 2 to 3 months. Um I was very excited when season 1 came out. And then I noticed how much of a grind the battle pass was and uh, there were no challenges for season one because they wanted to focus on uh, having players learn the characters and the, the legends um, before introducing a bunch of like little challenges. They were kind of taking a, a dig at Fortnite uh, a bit, but I, I personally love doing those challenges in Fortnite. Like that's what keeps me motivated to play. Uh almost more than actually playing the game, which is kind of weird. Like I feel like it's just one big checklist for me and it's extremely fulfilling to like just check off all those boxes. Um so this season's battle pass with uh Fortnite with all the fort bites that you're collecting, as well as they've had a, a few different um uh seasonal type things, like they just finished up their summer event. All those challenges I'm all in and, and Epic does such a great job of like mixing it up and adding different things in so it still feels fresh. Um, this has been the the most I've played Fortnite in many seasons. And I have to say it's because Epic is just evolving their battle pass every single time. Um, and Apex Legends, I haven't jumped in yet with Season 2. But I noticed they do have challenges now. They've revamped the battle pass and made it not so grindy, which is good. So I think I'm going to definitely jump back in um, to Apex uh, after this season of Fortnite ends, which is next week. Uh, so we'll see if season 10 is compelling. I may continue playing that, but if not, I'm down to jump back into apex. Okay, man. Yeah, man. What do you want to see out of apex just going forward? I mean, the game is still so young in comparison to a lot of the other battle Royale games out there. What would you want to see for them to continue, um, their success?
1: Um, because I'm a pleb, I want them to continue to put really nice skins in the game. <laughs> they, 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 they've got a few they've got a few that i'm like ooh, this is they look sweet. they look but, better yeah they're still not
0: on par with with epic i don't know why that's
1: that's what i'm saying so it's like they, that's as as much as it might be stupid to say that and it might make me seem like uh just a pleb who throws money at the game i'm not no in most cases yeah in some cases i might be but like it just there's something about like skins and and things like of that nature to me. Like yeah. on their gun on the, the skins on the camels and the guns are pretty sweet. Um mm-hmm. but the characters too, they they should I feel like they could do more. But there's right. something about being able to personalize your character that it just makes it feel good, if that makes sense. It just well, sure.
0: everybody wants to show off, dude. That's not that's not a an an uncommon thing nowadays. People really like to show off and skins and emotes and gun skins yeah. and other stuff like that's the easiest way to do that and really personalize it and make it feel like you're standing out to an extent um against everybody else so and, oh, and of course and they gotta monetize else, so yeah
1: if anything else <clears> putting <throat> better stuff like that in will only give them more money in a in oh a yeah sense. you know i'm not i'm not oh, saying yeah. i want the, the game to just be this like everything you got to purchase but i'm just saying like it, it gives better opportunity on both ends um for the oh, for sure to mm-hmm. enjoy their experience, maybe a tiny bit more, or have yeah. them in the battle pass so they can earn it, um, and then right. it also gives gives um, <clears throat> gives them a little uh, respawn, a little bit better opportunity to get some get some more cash, possibly. Uh, For sure, or just have more people have an incentive to play it, especially if you have it in the battle pass. So yeah. that kind of that kind of was bringing me to my next point was just continue improving the battle pass. That thing is yeah. like your bread and butter, and mm-hmm. when it comes to to battle royales at least that's what it seems like at this point Um, yeah
0: it seems like every game has adopted a battle pass every games of service type game has adopted a battle pass now rocket league's got one you know dauntless has one yeah i'm yeah i mean it it, it's a great way to incentivize people to play your game to keep coming back to your game uh on a weekly or daily basis uh i mean it's it's incredibly smart and fortnite does such a good job of giving you the money back throughout the battle pass to purchase it again next time which is just like the most insane value if you play the game you purchase the battle pass once and you never pay for it again which is insane like what yeah. a great business model of course not everybody gets all of the money back because you have to grind for it but if you're already playing that game and they're giving you money to play like that's fantastic it's a great i, I think, think the they. Is, like, they've nailed it for people
1: that argue that you know you can only pay win in that scenario it's like well no if you really want it you we give you you know we're giving you the opportunity to essentially to continue playing these and getting these battle passes for free if you really want that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you Mm -hmm. can't say you can't say if you didn't want it you didn't put the time in Um, right so it's i i like it too i think it's a great i think it's a great way of doing things um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: apex has uh, the most amazing movement system ever just like we talked about. Yeah. And, most, and some of the greatest gameplay ever uh, in terms of guns, you know. So I don't really know how much they can improve there.
0: Yeah, I think they, the game they gameplay do, is I'm, great. I'd like to see like, some other modes.
1: Even if they leave it the way it is, I'm cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to see some additional modes, you know, like limited time modes that they do in Fortnite. Bring some of that stuff over, mix up the gameplay a bit. I know that it's always going to be uh threes playing in in uh, apex but you know maybe adding in um just limited time duos or limited time solos just to see how that feels and like if it is so reliant on those other characters abilities to synergize with each other uh there's definitely some things that they can try so uh, i'm glad to hear that you're enjoying season two i'm definitely gonna hop in sooner than later sure. um You yeah. next uh next couple games i want to talk about just really quickly um couple games I've done indie reviews episodes on recently, so I don't want to rehash everything there. Uh, If you do want to hear my full review and thoughts of these next two games, um, check out the indie reviews episodes. Those are on the same podcast feed uh, that you're getting this episode on, but they are very, very short. They're like less than 10 minutes long. They're just me reading the review um, with some music and everything, and it's very, very cool. So Katana Zero is the first game. This game has really surprised me probably been the biggest surprise of the year for me in terms of indie games go um fantastic combat it's very like synthwave-esque game really cool music um the combat is 2d it's uh it's kind of like hotline miami where you're going through and clearing everybody out in a single life like once you if you die you essentially go back to the beginning of that level Um, but instead of dying you're really just like resetting um, your character's basically planning out her, uh, or his entire move, um, through that room. And when you actually complete it, then it's like, that's the correct run. So it's kind of unique. And there's this, a really interesting story that goes along with it, um, that involves, uh, a drug called Kronos that is, uh, slowly affecting your main character as well as others in the game. Um, it's got some really interesting, like psychological stuff going on too, um it's the only downside to it is that the story is pretty short it's like a four-hour game uh and the the story ends on like effectively a cliffhanger setting up the next game so this clearly is going to be just the beginning of potentially a series or a saga of games um so it's very very exciting but they've added some some free dlc updates um the developers are still supporting it heavily so definitely check that out very very fun game that's katana zero Um, another game that I just discovered recently that, uh, came out, uh, probably about a month and a half ago now is void bastards. So this game I saw a while back, um, was it last year at the game awards? Maybe it was even before that they showed off a trailer for this game. And I was like, wow, that looks really good. It's like this comic book that's come to life. Um, cell shaded look kind of like borderlands, but a little bit crisper, um, really heavy like black outlines for everything it looks very very cool and then i saw that it was a, a microsoft exclusive and i was like well that sucks i'm never gonna play this game because i don't have an xbox and my pc is a potato so uh it turns out the game runs fine on my pc which is surprising uh on ultra settings i was like oh that's nice i have a graphics card from 2012 and this still can carry this game um basically it's a it's a first person shooter roguelike that's set in space It's made by some ex Bioshock and System Shock developers, so it's very heavily influenced by those games. If you like Bioshock, um, you'll definitely see a lot of similarities in this game. Uh, It's not story driven like those games are, those are very heavy story games. This is more, um, it's got a very light story, but it's mainly just um, kind of a, a consistent gameplay loop where you're looting different ships, getting materials, upgrading your character, continuing to go out and loot more ships. To upgrade your character even better the typical like roguelite a uh, roguelike uh, loop that you'd see in, in those types of games when you die you lose you know a lot of stuff but you still have a consistent progression that's carried throughout the game um, very very cool uh, art style the music's great um, the characters all have randomized perks some of them positive some of them negative which affect your gameplay which is kind of cool like one of them is uh, um, your character is a smoker so they'll cough periodically alerting enemies to your location so you have to kind of like stealth your way through areas and if you do end up coughing then you gotta like hurry up and either get the hell out of there or fight them um the game's got a really good challenge to it it's definitely one of those games that you'll get better at the more you play as most games you do Uh, but very, very, very cool game. I highly recommend that. It is on Game Pass again, so if you have Game Pass, you have Void Bastards now. You can play it on PC. You can play it on Xbox. Uh, So those two games have been a couple of indie breakouts uh, for me this year. Um, Next up, Adrian, uh, another game that you and I both played earlier this year, Resident Evil 2 Remake. What are your thoughts on this game? I know we talked about this a while ago, but um, just recapping it from... You know, uh four or five months later, how are you feeling about Resident Evil 2?
1: Dude I love that game in a lot of ways. Um, mainly because it's one of the only games that make me genuinely scream out of <laughs> pure shock. you know what I mean yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, it really is it really is a great a great game. Everything about it to me is <clears throat> just awesome. I never had really a bad time with it and I played the game twice. You know what I mean? So it's like, and and yes, there's changes between those two those Mm -hmm. two kind of journeys, but in reality, it's kind of not at the same time. You're realistically Mm -hmm. playing the same game with some minor altercations, but the fact that I had such a good time the first time and I was so invested to see how much better I could be the second time Mm -hmm. um, to go through and play that entire story again, I mean, it just I feel like that says something, and I feel like for most people they did that and i just Mm -hmm. i feel like that speaks a lot to your experience if you're wanting not just willing but like wanting and desiring to go through a second playthrough of, Mm, of that game
0: right and i feel like it was just the perfect length to inspire you to go back and play through it almost immediately um i only i rented the game so i didn't purchase it um i rented it i played through leon's campaign a finished the game loved it um it I had never played the original game, as I mentioned before. So this was like my first real foray into Resident Evil 2. Um, From what I understand, it's a pretty faithful recreation of the game. They've expanded some things. They've modernized some things. Um, It definitely feels like a next-gen game. It's built from the ground up. Um, Graphically, it looks fantastic on their new RE engine. Um, The controls are very good because they used to be pretty bad and tanky. Um, Now it's it's a little bit more... Um, easy to navigate. Uh, but really, they do such a good job with the environmental storytelling and just the the things that you encounter in there. Um, and of course, Mr. X, who is just like a terrifying uh, entity in this game, just this hulking mass of a, a zombie character that chases you throughout the police station, um, had some really, really tense moments in that game. And it is one that Great I... moments. Yeah, really, really good. I want to go back and replay this and go through Claire's story and see it. Um, And and honestly, you know, ultimately playing through the game, you're supposed to play Leon A, Claire A, and then go back and play their B-side stories, which are a bit different from even the uh, A-side stories. Oh, yeah.
1: I got to finish that too.
0: You know, to get the full story, you know. It is really like minor stuff um, playing through those from what I understand. But if you do want to get the full context of everything, it technically is four playthroughs and you can get through it in about six hours. I think the second time is probably a bit shorter. Um, But yeah, I I really think it's a fantastic game. Um, Honestly, looking at this year so far, there has been so much that's come out. But really, it doesn't feel like there's been a whole lot that stood out. And Resident Evil Two is definitely a game that still stands out in my mind. Um, even though it came out so early in the year. And I think it's one that's gonna main maintain uh, you know, its place in people's minds for the rest of the year, even going into the back half that's like packed with games. Any other thoughts on Resident Evil?
1: Final thought is is pretty bum. Yeah. And that's that. And if you haven't played it, I mean seriously, play it.
0: Yeah. Very, very good game. Uh, all right. Well, last game I want to chat about is slay the spire. So this is the most recent game that I've picked up and, uh, I know it's, it's fresh in my mind and, and I'm really excited about it. And I, it's kind of silly to put it on this list of the best games this year, but it really is a interesting, interesting experience. So Slave Aspire, for those who are unaware or have not heard of it, or maybe have heard of it but don't know what it is, this is a game that's been uh, in early access for something like two years on PC. Uh, Just came out of early access earlier this year. Also came out on Nintendo Switch. Um, I had heard a lot about it, and I was like, oh, I'll just pick this game up when it comes out on Switch. Uh, And then E3 happened, and everything happened, and it got really busy, and I didn't pick it up. Um, but then I bought the Xbox and I saw that it was on game pass for PC and I was like, Oh, perfect. I've been waiting to check this out. It's a roguelike deck building dungeon crawling strategy game. So just a mashup of a ton of different genres. Um, but basically it's, uh, it's a, a deck building card game that you build your deck as you go. So you start out with one of three different characters. Each of them have a unique ability that they start with and a base set of cards that you start with. As you play through and and clear out enemies, um, you get to add another card to your deck. You get like a selection of three random cards um, that are specific to each character's class. And you build a deck along the way. And what's cool is you can kind of build your synergy depending on the type of run you want to have because there's different abilities that your characters can get and such. You also pick up relics along the way, which add um, different perks or... Um, you know, buffs or debuffs to your character that are permanent for the rest of that run. Um, And then you basically fight your way up this tower that's 50 levels tall um, that's broken up into three acts. And each act has a final like boss. Um, I've gotten to the final boss of act three, which is the 50th floor uh, three times so far out of maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12 runs. Um, And I just keep getting destroyed up there. And I've gotten there and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to cheese this boss. This is going to be so easy. And things look like they're going well. And then I just get stomped. Um, but you, you, you learn more along the way. You get stuff. Um, you like have a persistent leveling up that you gain more things. So each time you play through, even though you lose, um, if you lose, you still are gaining this experience and you're still unlocking things permanently that you can get in future runs. So it's this really cool um, just mix of a card building game, a dungeon crawling game and roguelike, which are like three of the genres that I just absolutely adore. Um, I was a huge player of Hearthstone for four years plus. Um, Haven't played that game in probably six to eight months now. It's been a while since I, I stepped away from Hearthstone, but this scratches that itch in a way that I I just love, and there's it's a single-player game, so there's no PvP, there's no just trash community of of salty individuals. It's it's just you against the computer with your deck of cards. Um, very very fun. Uh, they've got free DLC that's planned on the horizon with uh, I believe a fourth character that will be added. So very fun game. Uh, Slay the Spire. I I can't recommend it enough. It's very very good. Again, it's on. Nintendo switch as well as uh, game pass ultimate, uh, on PC. So, um, those are just some of our favorite games for this year so far, but I do want to remind you guys that there are still so many games to look forward to for the back half of 2019. Uh, and this is going to be a stacked last half of the year. Uh, we've got borderlands three coming out. Of course, star Wars Jedi fallen order, Luigi's mansion three, Pokemon sword and shield. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Death Stranding's coming out this year. We got Fire Emblem 3 Houses coming out mm. very soon. Control, Doom Eternal, which we are both very very excited for. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. Bad. I can't wait. Uh the Outer Worlds, uh not to be confused with Outer Wilds, which is out now. Uh the Outer Worlds of course is the Obsidian game, the the folks that did Fallout New Vegas. Um, that game looks like it's going to be a blast. It's uh, like Zelda Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, new Fallout, new Vegas, who New Spagus. Uh, New Spagus. Fallout's new Spagus, anyway. Uh, Zelda Link's Awakening uh, and Gears 5 because I'm an Xbox player now. Uh, So very, very, (sighs) (laughs) very, very, very many exciting things to look forward to um, for the back half of this year. Um, Just looking at that list, Adrian, what do you think after the dust settles in December... Uh, when we do our inevitable game of the year discussion, what do you think the game of the year is going to be this year? Just looking at what we know is coming and what's already out. Doom Eternal. Okay, I oh, I am I'm hopeful uh, for Doom. I don't think it's going to be game of the year. Personally, I don't
1: know if it'll technically be game of the year. I'm assuming just looking at what I'm seeing, I there's a few that I could cross out right away, um, just because it would. I don't know, like, I, I don't really, like, Pokemon, I feel like it's it's a very special game for a lot of people, but I'm not sure if yeah. it would win, like, Game of the no. Year, right? They'd have to, they'd have to, same, with, have same to... with
0: Luigi's Mansion. Go.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I was putting Pokemon, Luigi's Mansion, um, Fire Emblem, yeah. Uh, I was putting all those under, under that, under that belt that in reality, the one that I'm assuming will be like the, the main, you know, and everyone's view is death stranding, but
0: that's going to be a huge like hit or miss. Um, I'm very excited for it. Uh, as I've seen more about it, it's been more intriguing for me. I don't yeah. know if that's going to be the game of the year. I mean, it definitely has a chance, but I think it's, I almost feel like it's going to be too out there and too weird that it may not connect with everybody Maybe. um on, on a critical level um we'll see i i'm i'm definitely that's like the that's the wild card i think for this year i think borderlands 3 is a safe bet to be in that discussion um i think the outer Worlds has a chance to be in that discussion as well um depending on on how the game ends up turning out it's been pretty mixed review wise from preview events so far so we'll see i'm, I'm hopeful for it um yeah, I think Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order might have a chance in there too. But honestly, man, I don't I know why I Rezi- don't really
1: see that being in there.
0: I don't know. And trust um, me, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna probably get that day one, and I'm probably yeah. gonna like really put time into it. Like all these games, I'm probably gonna put some hard, hard time into it. But I'm just saying, yeah. Like, in terms of audience, I think uh, yeah. like the crowd, what the crowd favorite might be is Borderlands Three. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I have nothing against. I Borderlands agree, 3, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but like. I feel like that would be the pot the that could be the wide popular one mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. death stranding would be that crazy wild card one that could possibly get it and then if everybody was just me I, they'd probably vote for doom eternal <laughs> if it was just yeah. the world of adrians which is not yeah gonna happen.
0: i mean and and the thing is nintendo has like so many big hits coming out this year but i i don't think any of them are game of the year material i honestly um Fire Emblem might surprise people, but I don't. That would be really difficult to to be in the game of the year discussion. I think um, Zelda. I don't think yeah, is going to be. I don't think it's going to be long enough, and and people are going to inevitably want to compare it to Breath of the Wild, even though they're vastly different games. Um, but yeah, I think I think this has been. It's going to be a very consistent year at the end of the year for Nintendo, um, just in terms of looking at their selection that they have out for 2019 they've, they've put out a lot of games and they will continue to put out many more uh, but I think next year is really going to be like the big year with Animal Crossing we've got possibly um, Metroid Prime 4 we haven't heard anything about that I don't think it's coming actually in 2020 I don't know why I said that uh, I think we're going to hear more about it but it won't be out yeah, yeah but yeah. Animal Crossing next year so yay um, cool well Adrian thanks again for joining me today to chat about our favorite games of 2019 so far where can people find you online?
1: Ooh. Well, there's a few places. I, uh, I'm i an artist. I have two albums out under the artist name Adrian, but the A's are V's, so V-D-R-I-V-N. I also have a YouTube channel under that same name for all gaming content and just kind of general content. Uh, I like to post things there. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my hashtag or my my tag is real just r-e-a-l underscore adrian but with the views so v-d-r-i-v-n and that's it
0: sweet and once again if you have any gaming related questions you'd like to ask me either tweet at me at iye podcast or email me at the email address hello at inyourelementpodcast.com i'll answer your questions on the next episode And if you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash in your element and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad free as well as additional perks. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts or whatever podcast service you consume the show on leave a review. If you enjoy the content as well until next time, see you later, elementalists.